Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast, episode 75. Wowee, it's three quarters of a century, if you please. Uh, plenty to go through again. We we altered our date so we could get the, get the Liverpool United game in, just to talk about that. Tommy's on the other end of the line. We're going to jump straight into it because I cannot believe we what we've just witnessed this morning. Can you? I, no, I can believe it entirely. It's exactly what happened in preseason. And it's what our Mank correspondent alluded to last week. They've got the wood over Liverpool, clearly. They've got them covered. They've got them covered. In, er- in um, every aspect. Every, every blade of grass, they got them. Annihilation. Complete performance. <laughs> that Man United uh, confirmed. Premier League champions 22-23. Yep. Greatest comeback in modern era. The greatest comeback in the modern era from zero you would, points, a 4-0 battering at Brentford to winning the league. You would think so, judging by some of the uh, the responses today. It was interesting. Yeah. Wasn't, this, wasn't this the big protest day? It, it may sound like we're, I don't know, we're off to a rocky start. We're clutching at straws here because we're just so unused to this. We've based our last 75 episodes on... Well, our last 74 episodes on sinking the boot into United and now... They've gone and beaten Liverpool, and I guess you know a, a large portion of our listenership is uh, Liverpool. But we're going to have to sink the boot in, aren't we? Yeah, I was just thinking maybe you know, as fellow fans of winning sides this weekend, maybe we shouldn't take pot shots at uh, at the other victors. Maybe we should turn our attention onto the guys that haven't performed so well. One being Liverpool. Uh, is it just? Is it an injury crisis? Can I give them an out from the uh, from the outset? You can give them an out. Go on. It's just it looks like they've got a lot of maybe not key players out, but they've definitely got a lot of players out in key positions that they would enjoy to be able to rotate through and be able to have different options in these games where they're not performing well. Yeah, I don't know. I I've seen a lot of Liverpool fans this morning talking about their. Uh, we say this morning we're recording on a Tuesday night. A lot of Liverpool fans complaining about their injury list at the moment, but I'm looking at their side. You know, they're still going with Diaz, Firmino, Salah. They've still got Trent, Robertson, Van Dyke, and then whoever else you want to play next to him in there. Um, Jordan Henderson. Maybe not, maybe not Joe Gomez. Maybe not Joe Gomez. Jordan Henderson, who I thought was king of the world. Uh, Harvey Elliott, who, as we have mentioned before, did sadly pass away at Ellen Road once. Um, Rip. <laughs> Rip. Fabinho was available to play and wasn't picked, and Milner started in there with Hendo. So I don't know. I don't know what all the complaints are about, to be honest. Well, that's what the that's what the genius minds of the Sky Sports punditry picked upon. You know, the the brains trust of Paul Scholes and uh, whoever else was on the panel. I can't even remember now. McManaman, perhaps. They were talking about the lack of Fabinho and whether or not that was a tactical a tactical decision to leave him on the bench. And in which case you line up with a midfield three of Milner, Henderson, and Harvey Elliott. And it's not, it's not, you know, it's not breaking any doors down, definitely. It's certainly not. Uh, but they've still got the firepower there. I don't know what went on here. Um, just <laughs> Liverpool off to just the, the sh- shakiest start. Van Dyke honestly looks like a shadow of his former self. Maybe it's because he too, sadly, passed away at a football ground at Goodison Park. And he just hasn't come back. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. 
That's the issue. They're late to rest too often. Their best players, whenever they cop some kind of lengthy injury, I think Salah had shirts made up once as well. I mean, he could be scoring hat tricks. Where's his form? FPL boy, come on, knocking on the door. Come on, Salah, sort it out. Um, nonetheless, though, maybe it was just a good Manchester United performance. Um, they dropped Ronaldo and Maguire, and hey, look, things are working. Yeah, we can. We we're gonna have to give them some credit for. Some of the stuff they did, you know, looking through, they they had plenty of they had plenty of shots on goal. Um, well, maybe just... it's more maybe it's more what they didn't do, and the real reluctance to play out from the back, I think, had a massive impact on them performing well. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't don't know. I cannot figure it's out a... these two teams right now. I mean, it's another one of these games as well where, like, the side that had 30% of the ball has won. The mm. side with less shots has won, you know. Um, it's a weird I performance from both that. because Man United, they didn't they didn't do anything that made you think that they were, you know, a, a team that was ready or formulized properly under Ten Hag. It just it kind of seemed like an anomaly result of two bad sides coming up against one another. And it's not up to you and me to try and figure out why these teams aren't good. Like that is well above any kind of pay grade that we're receiving right now. But if you did want our insights, join up to our Patreon. Um, (laughs) Try and fulfill our dreams of going into Klopp and Ten Hag's backyard (laughs) and telling them what they've done wrong. But it just, it kind of seemed like two sides that don't really know where they are at the moment. And this is the worst start uh, under a Klopp season for Liverpool. Uh, three games, no wins. It's is know, there a point? Is there a discussion to be had there about staleness? That's it. And but I don't want to be the one that brings it up. I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, a team has to sign five players every transfer window in order to compete in the Premier League. No, 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 that's, no, no. That is just a ridiculous thing to think about. But when you look at I don't, how Liverpool are going and they haven't they haven't done that. They bought Darwin Nunez, who is unavailable because he's an idiot. And then you look <laughs> around and you think, well, where is the fresh blood? Where? But that shouldn't be it. You should be able to have a team that's a good team that can continue yeah, to perform yeah. every no, year. I but- mean, I, I mean, Stanis more in terms of just the way Klopp goes about it. Uh, maybe, you, you know, you don't need to make drastic changes, just a subtle freshen up here and there. Um, I do think they need to look at doing something in terms of protecting Trent more because the, all the goals they've conceded this season have come from that channel between mm-hmm. um, Trent and whoever is the centre-back on that side. Um, I'm not saying he was to blame for the goals this morning, but, yeah, they, they are all going through that channel. So what do they do? They need to sort something out there, I think, whether they... Look at I don't know I I feel like um, I'd love to see Liverpool go to one of those like a three five two mm. and have Great Trent call. as a as a um, like wing back type role. Robertson can play in a back three, plays centre back for Scotland usually when Kieran Tierney's fit, so there's no problems there. And mm. they'd have a pretty solid back three, and then I guess you you still have the mobility up front to have Salah and Diaz roaming around all over the place doing what they like. You could probably fit another midfielder in that way too um yeah it's a great call but like you said has club ever played a 3-5-2 does he know how to execute that kind of formation 
Because it's it's a big thing because you really do have to go into training during the week and change, you know, alter every single session in in order to teach the players to be able to roam in new positions and because they play a very strict wing, you know, wing back, whip balls in, wingers like to drift inside, but also they pretty much arc do it anyway, wide. but they don't have the defensive protection and they're being caught out at the moment. They are being caught out. But that's definitely the way to to do it, to get Trent into attacking positions on the right-hand side, but not have yeah. the defenders often, Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, in saying that, you know, it's such a precarious formation in the Premier League, the 3-5-2. Precarious how? How do you mean? It's because uh, I think we'll get onto the City-Newcastle game a little bit later, but when you have those kind of um, wide players or false nines that pick up the space in between the midfield and the defence, they can be stretched and you can find lots of holes for cutbacks, I think. And, you know, cutbacks seem to be the absolute primo way to score goals in the Premier League this season. I've seen so many of them already, heaps of them previous seasons. The three-five-two always makes me nervous because Leeds played it a few times and more, you know, Leeds aren't obviously a great example, but more often than not exposed time and time again. <laughs> you don't say Leeds are not a perfect <laughs> example of that. Are you trying to talk shit on Bielsa? I won't have it. <laughs> Let's have a bit of a, uh, how about the goals? Um, hmm. Sancho, very tidy, good build-up. Great goal. I really enjoyed it. I think it's extremely well worked. You know, they hold the ball. Uh, it's Ericsson that recycles it, keeps it second phase. And then they just expose the fullback with a really nice one-two. Um, and it's it's funny because, like, you rewind at 30 seconds. Sancho is the one that picks it up inside his own half on the right-hand side. And you follow him and he kind of drifts in and out. And the way that Liverpool defend, all three of them hit the six-yard box and it leaves him and, I think, Bruno Fernandes clear, absolutely daylight in the box. And it allows him the time. Then he shows his composure and scores a really good goal. That was, you know, and cue delirium. Finally, the Man United fans, finally. They've been so hard done by all these years. Poor United fans. How did that protest go? That's it. I mean, I didn't see a lot of green and gold in the stands. I wonder. They were quite full. Did you actually see the exchange between the, I can't remember what the Man United fans were singing, but the Liverpool fans in response were singing, you're supposed to be outside. I just love that. Brilliant. That is great. Um, where do you see where do you see these two teams ending up? It's all just uh, you know, early season jitters or stuff, isn't it? It all turns around. It typically does, yeah, because you end up seeing both of these teams in the top six by the end of it because of the season is so long and they do have the depth and the availability of talent beyond anyone's wildest dreams. So yeah, I'm not gonna write either of them off yet, but Casemiro coming in will help. Casemiro will help immensely. He should be a really good signing. Um, I think it just kind of depends on the role that he wants to assume when he gets into the club. If he wants to be a leader and he wants to assert himself in the dressing room, I think a lot of people will fall in line and then you'll see a really productive player and a great midfield. Yeah, part of me wants him to work out, but part of me doesn't because it's Man United. Uh, But also imagine going from playing next to Tony Cruz and Luka Modric for so many years. And now he's going <laughs> to jump in Fred. midfield with one of these idiots. <laughs> like, poor man. They should be paying him everything. Pinch yourself. That's why everything. That's why it's a theatre of dreams. It's just you can't imagine it beyond. <laughs> yeah. Watch this space. I think both teams bounce back. They, they both end up top six for me still. So, yeah, you know, it's all I'd good to have that. these laughs at the start of the year and, 
all the same memes that come out every year about oh, relegation. It's not happening. Chill out. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, I know we're spending a bit of time on this game, but uh, well, I've seen it's a worth lot of, the wait. I've seen a lot of chat today about the um, you know Klopp, Klopp's post game uh, quote unquote excuses. Um, he gets up. I think we talked about this last week. They get asked questions. They answer them. They take out a few keywords and the memes and stuff get made. And I'm seeing a lot of chat everywhere today about how people used to do this. I'm, I'm kind of just going on a rant here, I guess. But people used to do this with Mourinho My favorite all the time. Part of the pod. People used to do this with Mourinho all the time. Talk about how smart he was. He manipulates the media to take the, you know, he deflects the result away from his players. And instead, the media is focusing on him. I don't buy that shit ever. It's not true. There's still football, people whose job it is to analyze football are still out there doing that, you know? And if anything, people, you know, when people start talking about how ridiculous these so-called excuses are, people are calling that out because they know it was a pathetic performance. Mm. So it's not, it doesn't deflect away from anything. I just don't, I don't know. That's it. Well, I think when they say deflection, don't they mean it's different from him, from Klopp coming out and saying that my players sucked. Like, imagine hearing that, like, as a footballer, that would be, that. yeah. They know, they know they sucked. He doesn't have to say it, um, but I just, I don't know. Why do we need, we need to credit people with things that they're not, I don't know. It's, I think, I think it kind of does exist. It's not some it, genius bloody ploy. No, it's not a genius ploy, no. But assuming the responsibility for your player's performance does always bode well for a better, like harmonious environment. Yeah, the, the problem is, the problem is, is that we have, like you alluded to, that he's been asked a question, and he gives a lengthy answer, and you pull out a couple of sentences from, you know, a hundred word answer, and then that's what gets propelled and gets blown up and memed, and then it creates what you're talking about, the reaction culture, and yeah. this is this is what fuels the internet at the moment, and it's bullshit. Yeah, it's complete bullshit. And you can't do anything to escape it because he has to give an answer. I think it's important to note, like, media is a much broader thing than just uh, football pages on the internet that post. Yeah, or or the guy asking the question. Yeah, exactly. There's still people whose job it is to analyse games and things that are writing articles and doing pods and um, things like that around the world. So it's not, you know, it's still there. Mm. The criticism's still there, whatever. I just yeah, thought exactly. I'd bring it up. There no, you go. It does, it does my nut as well. Don't worry. Hey, we'll move on to the rest of the games in a sec. We'll just quickly jump in with a bit of a fantasy update, if you will. Oh, good. <laughs> good old night shift footy. We've dropped, uh, we dropped... Positions or we moved up this week? I think we I'm dropped not... two posies. Dropped two... No, we moved up. We moved up to 27th. Oh, good result. I don't know where we were last week, but we've moved up. Um, shout out to this week's highest score of the week and new leader on top of the table with 81 points this week. Uh, Shane Rowe, Rowie, Rotherham United moved to the good top. Name. Yeah. Strong name. I love I love a name pun, a last name pun. Real good. I think you deserve to be where you are right now, sir. With the guys that were leading last week in first and second, only getting 40 points this week, Shane doubled it um, and has moved to the top. So that's this week's winner. Congrats. Well done. We've got nothing for you. Just if you hang in there, you get a trophy though. 
I may send you a single beer if you send in your address. A single beer. Yeah, um, but it'll be a good it'll be a good one. We are uh, we went silly this week, didn't we? And we decided we did two transfers and we've decided that we both wanted to bring in a, an Arsenal player and a Leeds player respectively because it's a true night shift team. <laughs> and so we've got Havertz and Mason Mount are out. Rodrigo comes in. Gabby Jesus comes in. Good luck to us. Isn't that ridiculous? They're like the two top scorers in the FPL right now. Do they maintain that? Yes, 100%. Rodrigo <laughs> does for sure. Mountain Havertz both score hat-tricks this week. You heard it here first. You heard it here. We should put the bet on now, actually. You, you heard it here first. Go out find, go out to your bookie and uh, your bookie? Yeah, whack that on. <laughs> Everyone's got private bookies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Gary, down the pub, you know. All right, let's move on. The first game of the round this week, I believe it was, the early game on the Saturday night. And once again, the early game has produced absolute shit for our eyes (laughs) and all the footy fans and whoever else that are, you know, they're still awake at this hour and they think, oh, yeah, I'll have a a look. I'll have a bit of a look at some, some Premier League soccer. And they flick on and they watch this shit and they go, yep, this is why soccer sucks. And it's hard to, it's hard to, uh, you know, counter-argue that if you saw Tottenham and Wolves play Saturday night. You're right. Number one, I don't really care for footy fans. So I, I, if, if they want to watch, they want to watch. I prefer they didn't watch, to be honest with you. But for us proper football fans, this sucked. This was... <laughs> oh, sucked. wow. I was also... I was about to say something you really can't say. It's It was like a terminal disease infected my body. And all I wanted to do was compulsively seize... That is how bad it was. <laughs> Tottenham Wolves. Tottenham didn't even have a shot in the first half. They're the, <laughs> they're the fucking home team. <laughs> They've got Conte as a manager. They've got the best striker to ever live in Harry Kane. What did we watch? It was, it was appalling. It's the, what was, I can't even remember what last week's early game was because that was absolute gross. Oh, that was Villa and Villa Everton. Everton. There ended yeah, up being we'll a few goals in that one, but that was gross. And then this this was just like nothing. And I just, I oh man, I, I don't even know where to start with it. You know what? You know, you know what's funny? Yeah, even on. though even though I watched the entire 90 of the game, when we were talking about it beforehand, I was thinking, what was the early game? I completely forgot this had even yeah. existed. It just raised itself from my memory. Pure so maybe, maybe even the less we say about it, the better. Because I don't think it covers either side in glory. No, it, it, we can't. There's nothing we could possibly say, except that Ivan Perisic is pretty good. Perisic is dope. I'm just, I'm so glad he's in our FPL and he continues to impress every game. He just, he plays in the Conte style that absolutely excels all his best attributes. So well, he, we're going to see a, the best of this guy. He was a star in the Inter side that won the league under Conte a couple of seasons mm-hmm. ago. Um, how about this one though? What about, let's just, Forget the game. Yeah, thanks. Um, it's done. I was. I can't remember. If I had this chat with you or someone else on the weekend. That Harry Kane, after all the huffing and puffing, uh, is still at Spurs. Looks like he's stuck there now. Uh, massive win for them to keep a hold of him. Yeah, huge. I just. I. I love that we. <clears throat> you know how we usually refer to like one club players as legends. Yeah, but it's classic that. Pretty much only in this example, Harry Kane is referred to as, what a waste of talent. <laughs> Why has he stayed there? 
He should be doing so much more. Don't be loyal to your boyhood. Oh, was it his boyhood club? <laughs> Wasn't he at Arsenal? Uh, I don't know. I don't it's know. one don't, of them. He's one of he's about one, him. He's one of their own. Um, I have full respect for Harry Kane. I just like um, I watched. I uh, listened to the Guardian pop before we did this, and um, Needham on uh, Anua was making the point that he was loaned out a lot in his youth career, and so he didn't actually break into the game until he was in his early 20s, 21, 22. And he's just been so prolific since then, overtaken Sergio Aguero yeah. now in the all-time PL goal yeah. scorers charts. He's a, he is actually a marvel. And he is, I maybe think, one of the... Maybe the there's com- an anti-England bias. I don't know. <laughs> one of the commentators on the weekend called him a master in front of goal or something, or a master mm-hmm. goal scorer. And I don't think that's understating it. He is... You know he's a classic uh, striker. Um, yeah, in the old a bit of a sparked a bit of a convo about you know uh, if Spurs were to look like who is more impor- important to Spurs, Kane or Son? What do you reckon? Kane is way more important because I think you I think, think Son's replaceable. You probably can't find a winger as good as Son, but you'd. It would be uh, less of a gap than trying to replace Harry Kane with another striker, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So, yeah, you could probably get a winger that's really good, that's just not quite as good as Son. You're going to struggle to find a striker anywhere close to Harry Kane's mould that isn't already at a club bigger than Spurs. Uh, yeah, I think you're 100% correct. We would, and we're just flicking through the strikers on FPL, again, criticising the dearth of talent. And then you look worldwide... Um, uh, Lever scored again, two goals. You know, yep. you're 18 goals away now from a six pack of Denzel Froffingtons. <laughs> we'll wonder Brilliant. if you get there, possibly. Um, yeah, you're right. And you can't find, he is the proper complete striker because he is big. He still can be mobile, he's but mobile. he scores left foot, right foot header. And yep. his attacking play is brilliant. So, yeah, you're right. He That re signing is better than any signing potentially in the Prem. We'll see how he compares against uh, Haaland by the end of the season. Yeah. But I agree with you. It's so hard to find. I think people underestimate how hard it is to find guys that can just bang them in so consistently. Well, there's you know? there's four right now, right? When you say it's Benzema, Haaland, um, Harry Kane, and uh, someone. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Lever. Yeah, yeah. Lewandowski. You think like... And when you move down that next step, you know, you move to like your mid-table clubs or, uh, you know, they, they don't have someone that's going to bang them in each week. Even if they move to a top side, you think they're probably not going to. Uh, Gabby Jesus has got off to a good start, but, you know, is he going to score every week? You know, probably he's probably not. He's not that sort of prolific kind of striker, mm. but yeah. People are probably going to say we're going to discount uh, like Mbappe and Neymar here, and they've had great starts of the season. PSG look on another level in league or right can now. They, can they lead your line on their own like that? No, that's that's exactly the point I, I was think. getting to. That's why I don't think they're in that upper echelon. I think no. if you put Mbappe in, I consider them wingers position right now. But imagine imagine Mbappe leading line for Arsenal right now. Do you think he would do as good a job as Hazel's? Oh, probably. You reckon? I, th- well, I don't think. So I don't think be. Arsenal is the best example there because they're, you know, they're very. I reckon much... they're a great example. I reckon they're a great you example. Think so, 
They're the because... most malleable club in the Prem, I think. And I and you yeah, have well, the example that's, already. That's why Mbappe would fit. But that but that surely resolutes him as in that top five. Maybe we should include Mbappe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to pay justice to our boys at PSG. I'm just That's trying. To, I'm trying to think if if Mbappe went to Spurs, I'd. Oh, that's a better. You know no, what I mean? that's a better if comparison. If they had Mbappe instead of Kane, are they necessarily going to be any better? I mean, no. they, but they would because he'd just play in Kulisevsky's spot. But that's not the point we're trying to make here. We're trying to make the point of him playing up front. Kane and, wouldn't be there. That's the thing. Yeah, that's if thing. Kane wasn't there and he's playing up front, you know, they, I don't think they'd but be as it, good. It, Exactly, but if you replace Son with Mbappe, that would be better. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, different types of players, different models. There we go. That was a bunch of nonsense for people's <laughs> ears. No, I think people will enjoy that. <laughs> well, that's what we made out of the Tottenham Wolves game. There you go. We'll move into the. Uh, that we, we better keep this ticking along. The Saturday night goal rush games. I'll put this to you. Is this a bit of a goal rush for managers under pressure? We've got Stevie G at Villa. They lost to Palace. We've got Fat Frank at Everton. They drew with Forrest. Uh, we've got Brendan Rodgers at Leicester. Is he under pressure? They lost to Southampton. What have you got for I would me? Like to, I would like to rule Brendan Rodgers out completely. I think he's got the full support of his board. Um, and yeah, they know they so have too. an investment. Shaky start, but... Yeah. They, no, they know they have an investment in the squad, so they're going to persist with him, I think, because it would be so unfair to get rid of him. Yep. Unless you had like Pochettino knocking on the door <laughs> saying yeah. he wants to manage Leicester, then I'll take him. The other two, though, definitely. Fat Frank, without a shadow of a doubt. Everton are the new Burnley. It is absolutely confirmed. They're gross. They're disgusting. Yeah. It's insane. It's long ball garbage. Yeah, they've gotten away with a draw here, which they're pretty lucky to get, in all honesty. Um, I would like to have seen... Forest snabbed that three points. I mean, they did have more shots, Everton, but they're just... Oh, they weren't good look, shots. They don't look overly dangerous. And Ant Gordon, uh, I don't know. This team just looks gross. I, I don't have time for it. And picking up Burnley players isn't going to help make me like you. No. You know Ant Gordon's worth, like, I don't know, 50 million pounds? Uh, I think Chelsea were sniffing after him and Everton were like, nope. You're going to need to pay a lot more for that. Yeah. That is ridiculous. I think he looks lively and he hits a ball really well, but... It, he doesn't, from what I've seen so far, he doesn't really shoot in circumstances that he should be shooting in. And yep. that's probably down to the midfield, again, that we talked about last week. Everton's midfield sucks and they don't create chances and they don't block opposition attacks and they don't fill space even. They're just yep. the most non-existent midfield I've ever seen. Alex is playing as a centre mid these days. What? In my, you know, we were talking about Liverpool and I was like, maybe we could move Trent Alexander-Arnold into midfield. But then you consider how important midfield is. You can't just be willy-nilly throwing in different <laughs> positioned players. This is potentially willy the most nilly. important. Willy-nilly. Hooly-dooly. <laughs> it's the most in, important position on the field, probably central midfield. Yeah. And you're just throwing Alex Awobi in there to, to try and boss things. No way, know. man. No Alex Awobi is a winger who can't even play on the wing. <laughs> you, want him, you want him to play center mid in the Premier League. Like, fuck me, man. Have a look at yourself, Frank. Well, he uh, thinks he's a tactical mastermind, doesn't he? No, and that's he how does. he presents himself. And his team, the goal came from Pickford, hopefully bonging, uh, bonging, bombing it long. So Freudian slip. Freudian slip. <laughs> he bombed it long and the attacker managed to get onto the end of it. 
and Cooley slot. And that's uh, Optus Sports shared something saying it was a pinpoint pinpoint oh, ball from up. Pickford. And it's like, fucking hell, the cunt plays 40 of them a game. Of course, he's going to hit one, isn't he? <laughs> They're trash. I hope they get Pickford. relegated. Pickford's also just an utter madman. I don't think he does anything in his life pinpoint. <laughs> no. It's no. just a nutcase. Um, <laughs> don't sue us if you're listening. Um, I'm sure Jordan Pickford is listening, as are all the Everton fans who are now furious with us. Good. But we've made yeah. our Liverpool audience feel better, haven't we? Cheer up, Liverpool fans. It. It's fine. It's very, it's very glum on Merseyside right now. It is. It's kind of nice. Yeah, I, I prefer it when it's glum in Manchester, which I guess it still kind of is, but they're up and about this week. Um, yeah. Uh, the other one was uh, Stevie G, Palace. Yes. Uh, Palace. Villa. Villa. Villa, Boston, Villa Palace. Palace. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean. I know, I know what you mean. I was going to say, in the wake of these results, should we re-examine who is going to go down? Because Villa don't look great, do they? Ah. <sighs> But I, I believe in Steven Gerrard I think, as a manager because I've seen him do it. I think they're fine. I've seen patches of their play where they've looked pretty good. Their results haven't got their results right now. I think Gerrard's still trying to find what works. We talked about this last week. We don't need to go too much into it. But I think more just um, is he under pressure or not? Yes or no? He's not under pressure. But he may be in five games time if he hasn't won another game. Yeah. I'm going with uh, purely based on the amount of money that they've put into this squad in the last few seasons. Um, the thing about Villa is they've got, a, they've got a tricky five games coming up. They've got West Ham, um, which is a big one, obviously, for both these teams. And then they've got Arsenal, City, Leicester, Southampton, Leeds. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a tricky five or six games to come. I think, yeah, at the end of that period, we'll know more about Stephen Gerrard. I would like to back him at this point. Yeah, fair. Have you got any other comments on those games? Just just that, do you think we need to... I mean, I always play it safe and try and go for the three promoted teams and get relegated, but Forrest and Fulham right now are showing way more fight than Everton and West Ham. Maybe we yeah. need to re-examine um, what is I, going on. I also picked Brentford to go down, I think, as well, and they beat United 4-0. So. They but did. then they, they, they lost to Fulham. They lost to Fulham. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's... Fulham. You know, it's early days. I'm pretty happy to lock Everton in there. I hate them at the moment. They've just taken over Burnley for me as the most putrid team in this league, and I want them gone for a season. I'm, I'd be happy for them to come back up with a freshen up and not having Fat Frank. Yeah. We should stop shaming him. That's not very nice. Well, he's, just, not, he's not even fat. That's the thing. I That's know. why it's, it's funny. It's a silly thing to say, isn't it? It Bloody. is. All right. I just, what, what, what I just call can't him? stand him. <laughs> Fuck him. Nepotistic Frank. Is that what should we call him? I don't know. Something like that. All right. We'll move on. Um, we have, oh, there was Fulham and Brentford had a cracker with five goals, but I don't think you or I saw any of it um, except probably highlights. Us. So, And we've done Fulham. We did Brentford last week after beating United 4-0. We did Fulham after they beat Liverpool. Those two knocking off some giants early on. Um, like we just said, they're both looking like they're going to, they're showing enough at the moment to stay out of relegation. So that's them. Good on them. Uh, Arsenal, we won't do them. They had another good win against Bournemouth, unless you have anything you want to add about that. You didn't have a comment? No, I was, I was just going to ask you. Arsenal are playing too well right now for them not to too slip well. up somehow uh, to a ridiculous side in the next five games. 
was just oh, curious if you if you had considered who it would be. It'll happen because that's sport and you lose games. And then when no, it ha- so, I already know that so when it happens, Arsenal. is it is it, it more is so Arsenal, Arsenal than any other team though? I think so. I think recent history game. would suggest. I think it happens to Arsenal. No, nah, that's more bullshit. Than... You're buying into memes. I think you're buying into league positions. I'm when not you buying had a great chance. Had a great chance to finish in in a really respectable position last season. And yeah, they did failed at the last moment. Yeah, but for a long part of that season, they weren't even in that position. I just want. I just want to know. Do you think it's going to be Fulham, Villa, Man United, Everton, or Brentford? Where are those games? These are the next five games. So it's Arsenal at home to Fulham, Arsenal at home to Villa, Arsenal away to Man United, Arsenal at home, Arsenal at home to Everton, Arsenal away to Brentford. What? It's either away to United or away to Brentford. Away to Brentford is way. I think it makes way more sense. We lost there last year, first game. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Uh that's that. Okay, we can get into this one. You've got. I'm going to do s- that as like a futures bet. I would love that. I'm going to hit up sports bet. I don't know. I'll man. find out. I don't I'll know. Find out, dude. I'll I'm going to. I'm about to set a timer because I'm going to give you a little round here. You're, you're, it's your your time now. You've been waiting for this. We've done 74 episodes of this podcast. Today's 75, and you've been waiting for Leeds to beat Chelsea, and it's happened. And it was convincing. It's it's three nil. Uh, Thomas Tuchel thinks that everything went against them though, and it's all unfair. Even though they've got the money bags, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to let you go for it. Three nil leads. Uh, first and foremost, it's called soccer now, Sammy. It's soccer. Okay. Never in my wildest dreams did I anticipate that we would play soccer to this level. Bow down to the American daddy and our team of American teenagers. This is it. This is the proper American invasion of Britain. Jesus. And Leeds United, are, Leeds United are leaving it, at leading it. Bow down to the, the machine, the American machine, the power of it all. I'm no, one, no one does flying off the handle quite like you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take that. Because next week when you lose, it's going to be how this guy is the worst guy ever. You don't want him at your club. Stupid American bullshit. They don't know football. How could he be here? And you know that's hey, that's, true. that's other people's wild accusa- um, accusations. That's not. This is not the narrative that I try to fulfill. I'm just, I'm just elated, Sam. I'm just elated. We didn't get a single point against the top six or a Super League side last season. And here we are now, 3-0 at home, raucous atmosphere. Just the perfect result. You can mug off a keeper like that, score a really well-executed <laughs> set piece, yep. a scrappy goal to make it three. The opposition's big money signing centre-back gets sent off for a second foul because he's just so frustrated with the teenager that's making him look like an idiot. <laughs> Tuchel doesn't shake Marsh's hand properly at the end of the game. Everyone's like, well, okay, hypocrite. Right. I see it doesn't really matter to you, does it? Yeah. And then the guy goes behind the, uh, the, the bloody microphone after the game and whinges about having to ride on a bus for four hours to get there. Yeah. Could things get any worse for you, Thomas Tuchel? No. That guy is a giant turd. I've had enough of him. I'm real off yes. him. I, I enjoyed him at Dortmund. And then he's one of those guys where it just 
even when they were winning and they still decided to let him go, it was like, yeah, I can see why because this guy's a dickhead. This guy's a fuckwit. Yeah. Grade A fuckwit. That's all I can say about him. Like, he even said after the game that Chelsea were the better team. And, like, look, you can't really argue with that because there's, like, a five- Hundred million pound discrepancy between the two sides. Yeah, but so, it really so it, put it on the scoreboard, champ. That's it. It reinforces the arrogance of this dude that he thinks he can just rock up to Ellen Road and through technical superiority be able to beat a side that's going to outrun them. And it was like the thing that our Mank reporter said last week: Brentford outran Man U by eleven k's, Leeds outran Chelsea by ten k's, and that's it. You're not going to win if the other team are that more prepared and that more willing to win the game. It's almost like being hungrier and working harder than your opposition goes a long way to winning the game. It's almost like that's a thing. I don't know. It's It's not about checkbooks. That is real. Yeah, unreal. It's it's incredibly real. Who'd have thought? That's why I have to give absolute props to Jesse Marsh. He's had, by the look of it, early doors, he's had a great transfer window. And he's brought in guys from his former clubs that he knows they can perform a role. It's Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson, yep. uh, R- Rasmus Christensen at right back. They all had great games. Marco Rocca from Bayern Munich was immense. You know, I can't talk about Tyler Adams enough. He is like the new KP. Without, He's just filled the role so much better than even KP could fulfill it because he wasn't as mobile as him. Yep. He made Conor Gallagher look like a Sunday League footballer. He had nothing. It was, it was an utter annihilation of Chelsea. They had no answers. They looked threatening when Sterling cut in off the left-hand side, and, but he, he didn't have his shooting boots on, so we were very fortunate in that respect. He should, probably should have put him 1-0 up early on, and that would have really changed the game. But yep. because of that, you can allow the, you know, the press, and it looked very similar to a Bielsa press in its high octane, all energy, 90 minutes running, except you know, Marsh has them running in zones rather than man marking them across the field. And it's working right now. And it's, it's so great to see. I'm just enjoying football, Sam. I'm, enjoy- I'm loving it. Yeah, no, fair. I'll let you have it. You can enjoy it this week. I think you've, you've run pretty close to your timer there anyway. So good one. Well oh, done. Congrats on the win. Congrats on uh, winning football. Thank you. Congrats on both of us being in the top three right now. Man, I was just thinking I would love to champ <laughs> Tuchel. <laughs> Sorry. I would just love to be like, talk out the side of my mouth at him and just call him champ. And just be like, oh, lost up at LNO, did you champ? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Not as clever as you think you are, hey? Oh, champ. Went for a little ride on the bus, did you champ? No worries, Tiger. That sort of shit. Just really, I don't know, really patronize the prick. Just kind of flip his cap up a little bit. Not yeah. knock it off his head, but just move the brim up just enough that he has to readjust it. For any budding managers out there, don't be like Thomas Tuchel, please. Don't do no, it. Don't do it. Otherwise, we'll we'll get on our podcast here and call you a turd. Yeah, yeah at the very that. least. Cop that. All right. Um, very quickly, uh, West Ham played Brighton with done Brighton the other week because they beat United. Um, but West Ham, I don't, I'm not sure if we talked about West Ham so far, but they've looked very, very ordinary. Should we be talking about um, should we be talking about Moyes as a manager under pressure? They haven't scored a goal yet this season. It's remarkable to think given they've got Antonio and Bowen up front and, you know, they've they've got good wide men and they have scored goals Rama. previously. 
Um, I think first, you know, I think we can just draw a line right now. Don't put West Ham in your multis. They're, they're not going to win. So don't, don't bank on them to be able to return any results. Yeah. They also went out and got, um, they got Maxwell Corne. I don't know if they had like him late him. last season mm. or if they got him this season. It would have been this formerly, season. Formerly of Lyon. Um, they also went out and got, got a guy, if you listen to this podcast, lots, you would have heard me raving on about the two Sassuolo strikers from last season, the two young fellas, Raspadori and Scamacca. West Ham went and bought Scamacca and he came on and played half an hour, but yeah, still no goals. That No one in the squad has a goal yet. It's ridiculous. Sk- Sk- Skamaka will score goals though, without a sh- without a doubt. I think he will, but um, he he may struggle for a bit first season stuff at a new side. But and he is young and inexperienced still. But I don't know this this team's they're in a bit of early trouble. They are. I haven't seen enough of them to like properly comment on them and to say whether Moyes is in trouble. I just I feel like he's got enough credit in the bank that he wouldn't be at this point. Yeah. Like, Give it, I mean, if, if after the World Cup, if they are still languishing in the bottom five, I think, yeah, you could probably see him turfed. Yeah. Things do tend to go sour pretty quickly there as well when they do. Yes. Um, they're one well, they've those, been, they've they been relegated like recently. Like, so if you would fit in as a West Ham fan, I think, given your erraticness. It's the same kind of feeling as a Leeds fan because yeah. we are so prone to being in trouble. If you win, you're massive. When you lose, everyone should get fucked and leave the club. <laughs> we should disband the league. Uh, none of this means anything anyway. All right. How about Battle of the Bullshit Millionaires? Billionaires. Should we do this? How do you like, how do you like that alliteration? I fucked oh. up and said millionaires instead of billionaires, though, so I ruined it. it was the so close. Battle of the Bullshit Billionaires. That's the name away of the to Newcastle. Right Man City away to Newcastle. 3 3. I had it at the. I had it as the inaugural sports washing derby. Oh, yeah. Do you like that? What's better? Yeah, I, do I like think that. I like your alliteration better. Yeah, alliteration's fun. Yeah. It was a complete success. It was a complete success, though, wouldn't you say? Goals, acrobatics, six individual goals, brilliance. Six goals, seven beheadings, three. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, just, that's just the accounting trickery. They got these two teams funded to the way they are now. Anyway, the football, there was a bit of that. Six goals. Uh, Newcastle, would they find, I guess, Newcastle, if you offered them a point before the game, they would have taken it. But being 3-1 up, maybe a little disappointed. Uh, I just want to get it out there. Didn't see it. Refused to watch okay. it. I will not be acknowledging this fixture in the future. Okay. Uh, this, this, this kind of thing I really can't stand at all. Thanks but, for letting me know now that we're recording and I've got it in I, the, the run sheet. I did have a look at this game for the podcast. Oh, phew, thank I'm, God. Because I am the charlatan I am. <laughs> and uh, thoughts? Newcastle, I think, would be disappointed. Yeah. Because yeah. they should have held on to a two-goal lead for sure. It doesn't matter who you're playing. I think if you get a two-goal lead in the second half, you should be hanging on. Yeah. But in saying that, how fortunate were they to have Kieran Trippier to knock in the third goal? Did you see the red card? Oh, I didn't see this, no. So there was a red card that was initially given by Jared Gillett. Rhymes with Fillet. Lovely. Uh, Aussie boy refereeing a massive game no, in the pen. No, it's Fillet, so therefore it's Jared <laughs> Gillet of Fish. <laughs> Whatever. I think he, made, 
Filet-O fish. The Filet-O fish administered the red card as he should Mayonnaise have. and all. <laughs> I love that it's got the cheeseburger bun. I think that's what really is <laughs> such a weird burger. Why does it exist? Why does it's it... pescatarians. It's, it's, a, it's a specific dietary requirement. <laughs> I go to Macca's. Well, why can't pescatarians go to Macca's, Sam? What are you going against people that like fish? Oh. And referees like Jared Gileo fish. Yeah, All right. Anyway, he gave a red card. It was overturned. Carry on. He overturned it himself. He went and looked at the screen. Oh, okay. and someone in VAR was probably like, this is a red card. But it's Kieran Trippier like scything down um, KDB on halfway. Yeah. It's a professional foul, but he, he's foot is up around his knee height and it's initially mm. given a red card and it just seems like a really curious i know you haven't seen it but, but for the listeners if you haven't seen it definitely have a look and let us know what you think it's a it's an interesting one to downgrade from a red to a okay. yellow you don't see it that often given how you've described it um there was an interesting one on the weekend in the rangers hibs game mm-hmm. uh two will draw that one where Rangers finished with nine men, but one of them, uh, their attack broke down on the edge of the box and Hibbs went on the counter. And so this was probably maybe a third of the way up, the, not even a quarter of the way up the pitch, still in Hibbs' own half, 10, 15 yards outside the box, and the defender slid from behind, so, from behind but to the side and just kind of clipped him to bring him down. And the mm-hmm. ref gave a straight red. Mm-hmm. And he was off. Uh, obviously, no VAR in Scotland, so they couldn't go look at it and overturn it. It's um, pure football. Yeah, football. <laughs> it's just about pure football, right, lad? Um, yeah, so he was off. And the one you're describing like there sounds worse, but I haven't it's, seen it. But it's, No, it sounds very similar. I, I may be exaggerating it. Well, but you know what? I am very biased, though, and everyone on here knows how much I love Kieran Trippier. So good on him. Good on for staying on and getting a free kick. It was a, I would hate to have been robbed of that free kick, to be honest. That was glorious. It's a good point. It's a great free kick. And the game deserved it, pro- probably. Yeah. Yeah, it was Maybe. good. I don't know. What do you think of um, St. Maximum? He's he's a funny guy, isn't he? He's like a, a genius when he decides. Yeah, he's a funny he's in guy. A, he's in a fixture that like fits funny his how? ego. Um, he's, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, We've done this to death, I think. I don't. But he did it again. He did it again. Like what again? He picked up his performance in a massive game, and maybe it was because Kyle Walker wouldn't approach him or close him down at all. But he just he looked like a world beater again. But he doesn't. He only does it in big games. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't know. He has a presence when he runs around. Just I feel like you could just show him in a direction and make him. Give off the ball. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a professional footballer. Why are you asking me? Goal and assist, Sam. That's all I'm asking you. Yeah, fair. That's fair. No. What did he get? He got he got an assist. Didn't he score? Or maybe nah, he didn't score. Wilson. Maybe overregging things here. Wilson. Oh, Almiron. Almiron and uh, Trippier scored the goals. Almiron scored that one where he was like kind of went to head of it, but it hit him Falling in the thigh. Up. Yeah. Fucking goober. I'm not sure about Newcastle. They're weird at the moment. Fucking Cooper. You would take the goal, wouldn't you? I'd claim it every day. 
And I would say I meant it too. Shameless. That's all I can say. Shameless. Did you want to talk about City at all? You got anything you want to add or are we good? I, I, don't, I just don't know where City are right now. I don't know. Um, City still win the league for me comfortably, but yeah. They've got... No, they don't have much catching up to do, but... They need to solidify a little bit. I just, I think if they just play Ruben Diaz instead of Nathan Ake at the round bar, three, be there's, fine. there's 35 yeah. games to do to go. There's plenty of time for any sort of yeah. little catch up. Harland scored again. KDB played an incredible assist to Bernardo Silva that scored. And yeah, most weeks are not going to concede three. They're not. Um, like I'm, I'm, you know, with that early on, I'm still willing to have. Liverpool in the title contention. You know, I wouldn't have them there now because I think they are a little bit too far behind. Where are it's, they going to catch up seven points like that from this from this part of the season? What do you mean? Or f- five points, I mean. No, nah, they can do that easy. Well, they have to beat them and they have to rely on Sydney losing again. And they haven't lost yet. And they were uh, only really threatened Arsenal because are top, of, thank you very much. I Look, I understand. <laughs> Leads a third. Like, you don't have to talk to me about exactly. teams in the top three. Yeah. Come and get us. Come and get us, listeners. We've we're, got never gonna get, we're never going to get a moment like this again. Imagine history, a I night think. shift football uh, Quinella. Title race. At the top there. Oh, Arsenal leads battling it out to the end. Absolute dreams. All right. I think we've rambled on long enough for this one. We might wrap it up. Yeah, we should wrap it up before we get to us talking about how Leeds and Arsenal... Finishing one two will make this podcast the biggest listen pod yeah. in the world. <laughs> well, I did it Done. all right. I'm just looking That's on live score as well. Point. Looking on live score, still uh, Benjamin Mendy still has his uh, says police investigation as his reason for being out. So okay, there you go. Good. I just thought I'd finish with that. All right, thanks everyone. Keep getting around us. Get around us on the socials a bit. Chuck us some likes. Chuck us some comments. Share with your friends. Tell your mates, and uh, we'll we'll uh, hopefully. Be with you next week again. Ciao. Exactly. Ask us ask us some stuff. See ask ya. us some shit. Yeah. Bye.